Logan was unsatisfied with the existing varieties of blackberries. <laughs> Tried crossing two varieties of blackberries. <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't, right? You're just looking at those blackberries and you're just like, man, like, is this all God could come up with? <laughs> should know better the podcast where we hitchhike our way through wikipedia i am your lake effect front tim and with me as always are my little flurries oh my gosh <laughs> i am uh oh i'm i'm kyle but t- sky this is so easy for you i'm i'm sky the m&m's flurry wow whoa that's not what, what i thought you were it's like go. a mcflurry yeah Ooh, that's good well i mean interesting you're literally your name is literally sky like you're yeah i don't know i am yeah that is associated with yep i see the connection that's where snow comes from yes so what we do here i should have done terrible jokes yeah zero degrees kelvin same letter oh okay sorry go on it's very cold here by the way it is so cold, guys. Uh, but what we do here to keep warm is we uh, play the Wikipedia game. Tonight, Sky and Kyle will be starting at one point on Wikipedia and trying to reach another by clicking on the links uh, from page to page. Uh, since it is so cold, and has been cold and icy and just regular junk in our area for so long. Just bad. Mm-hmm. I thought we would start on uh, another prominent uh, snow event in the nation's history. Uh, the blizzard of 77. What? Oh my goodness. Yeah, the blizzard of 77 over in uh, the western New York area, although it had a much wider uh, uh, effects, as we will find out too. But uh, going from there, we're going to warm up with a man who is very passionate about what he does. And his passion... Oh. Robert a, Downey Jr. Nope, it's nice. a hot, Flaming passion that shows uh, often on his clothing. No. And in his hair. I'm out. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> yep. His name even feels warm. Tim. Tim, you what? stop this right now. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm doing it. We're going from Blizzard of 77 to Guy Fieri. I, I really thought we would make it 100 episodes into this podcast, but I guess that just was a dream. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, this is going to ensure we make it to 200. <laughs> you just got to trust me. All right, Sky, let's go to Flavortown. Yep. Oh, my God. We got, man, 11 episodes away. This will be the ni- be, this will be the 90th episode. Amazing. 10 episodes away. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So close. I can't do this. This feels wrong. <laughs> like, this feels... Fine. All right. He's a human know. being, just like... All of us. No, is that's really? not true. <laughs> he is. Not that like is us, not... is it? <laughs> I think he's no. lost weight recently, too. He doesn't look bad. Oh, good for him. Well, I, actually watched, look... I actually watched a newer episode of, of Triple D What? what uh, last is... night. I'm very afraid to ask, but what are you talking it's about? Diners, Dragons, no. and Dives. Oh, why do I keep Hey, everybody. I'm driving up the Santa Monica coast looking for the hottest brothers. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> I am legit impressed. I thought you were playing a clip. All right. <laughs> yeah. So mm. to decide who goes first tonight, uh, I have a little uh, a little tidbit trivia game of hot and cold. Oh, nice. Uh, I have in front of me the, 
the four sandwiches. No, they're not sandwiches. <laughs> tell me, this has I'm nothing gonna, to do with. I'm food. gonna hold one in my hand, and you tell me if the sandwich is hot <laughs> or cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna squish it a little bit. The classic BLT. You can, you can hear that pastrami in there. Oh, pastrami I, could go either way. I mm. actually would do that game if we, if you wanted to do that. If you I, want I did sandwich. actually try to create a quiz of like I would name a food, and you would have to tell me if it's often served hot, served or, cold. hot or cold. Yeah, but I could not. No, just hold the really sandwich up to that. the mic. And just like, you know, like, just like squish it just a little I bit. Would, a, no, I would just take a bite and chew it. That's a hot pastrami. Yeah. <laughs> I know the sound of a PB&J when I, when I hear it. But what I do have in front of me is the four countries of the world who have the warmest, coldest temperatures oh, on record. Oh, no. So no. Their, their lowest recorded temperatures um, are gross. And they're gonna make you feel sad. So we gotta guess countries. We gotta guess four crunch countries just, out of all the countries no, in the world. Whoever, whichever of you can name countries, name one first. <laughs> crunchies is going to name. go first tonight. So here, here are the temperatures. If it will help. No. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. 30, Thirty-three point one degrees. Thirty-four point five degrees. Thirty-seven degrees and forty-six degrees Fahrenheit. What? So yep. these are the Fair warmest, enough. coldest no, these temperatures. Are, right, exactly. The warmest, coldest temperatures. Yes. So these four so countries. Th- this is, yeah, this is these countries' lowest recorded temperatures. So the four countries right on the equator are. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that is that how it would they're, work? They're no. not quite there. See, so I'll, here's I'll give the thing. you a few. I'll give you a few hints to start because we might be here all night otherwise. Yes, thank you. Climate is not weather. That's you, you <laughs> there you correct. go. That is good. True. Good point. Yes. Good point. And so, like on the equator, mm, so go ahead, go ahead, Tim. I'll tell you this. Okay. None of the countries are in Africa. Ah, all right. Dang it. None of the countries are in South America. Oh my gosh! Really? Because right. it's so dry. Dry. No. Um, and it's not going to be yeah, in Antarctica. It's so dry. So you have four continents to choose from. It's got to be liquid wet. It's got to be wet. These got to be wet countries. Uh, Tim, mm, just just to just yeah, to a little this bit. Out. A little. Just, I mean, yeah. not like not like oh, we got a lot of we got a lot of lakes. But like, it's just got to be moist. The I way that you said secret. that, Tim. What? They are not all. <laughs> the other Argentina, as, as you say this, that's South America. Yeah. Uh, are you? I told are you, you South America is not. Oh, I thought you just said Africa. I wasn't oh, no. listening to you. No, nope. oh, sorry. I was making. Yeah. I was. Not I was making my point about South water. America. You are. You are very correct, Sky. But um, mm-hmm. yet, is that? Does that also mean that Australia is involved in this? Because you said the remaining continents, and I'm like, well, you just knocked off another continent. Okay, thank you. Good. <laughs> so now there are there. No, I said Antarctica. Also yeah, is not I'm part sorry. Of it. Yeah, you said so there's three Antarctica. continents left. Good. All right. Good. That's a good and, start. Uh, each of them does have have one of these countries. Let's go with Cuba for fun. Okay, well, what would you say, Sky? Uh, Nicaragua. I oh yeah, that's North America. I was going to say that's South America, but I that's am like incorrect. Central. Yeah, that's Central America. That's technically North America. Mm-hmm. It's so, not one though. But I can no, tell you that right not. now. But. <laughs> Cuba is number four. Oh dang! Yeah, nice job. Thank that you. was the one at thirty-three point one degrees Fahrenheit. That's ridiculous. You guys should be uh, ashamed. Above that is is Malta. Okay. 
and then Bangladesh. Wait, Malta? Really? Yep. Yeah. And then the warmest is in Malaysia. Wow. At 46 degrees. Yeah, that I would have guessed that. It's a surprise. It was a surprise. Thank you. So that did not uh, that did not go on as long as I had feared. So that good job, Kyle. Thank God, you. Thank thank God for you, Kyle. Thank yep. you. Oh, I I just guessed. I was trying to th- I was trying to think of places that would be. I mean, yeah, I, I was trying to be like, well, where what would Tim have looked at and thought? Oh, that's really funny. And one of the <laughs> ones that I thought it was Cuba. I don't know why. I don't know why that lined up. Like as, how you like reverse I just, I just imagine this. you thinking, man. I bet Tim really finds Cuba funny. I mean, do you? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, it makes me think of Goldeneye. There we go. <laughs> and uh, I, but I, I don't think of that as necessarily funny. Oh, fine. I mean, it does have Joe Don Baker in it. He's pretty Wait, funny. What? Joe Don Baker. He's in Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, like the head friend. of the CIA. Yeah. I completely oh, yeah. forgot that. <laughs> I like how I was like maybe ten when I watched that, maybe twelve. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, oh, Jodan Baker, he was James Bond's friend, and you're like, yeah, he was the head of the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he was a good guy. Oh, he was yeah, a friend. A yeah, I completely uh, forgot that. Uh, all right. So, so to yeah. oh, jeez. All right. So from Blizzard of '77. All right. Let's just. Let's just get into this. The Blizzard of yep. 77 hit Western New York as well as Southern Ontario from January 28th to February 1st. That's terrifying. Daily mm-hmm. peak wind gusts ranging from 46 to 69 miles an hour. That's that's hurricane force, isn't it? Um, I think that almost gets to category one, yeah. It's close, um, if not. I'm, maybe it's 75 miles an hour is hurricane force. I can't quite remember were recorded by the National Weather Service in Buffalo with snowfall. 74 miles per hour. Sorry. Dang, I was close. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, wow, I almost got it within one. Uh, with snowfall as high as 100 inches. And wow. And the high winds blew this into drifts of 30 to 40 feet. That's an... Uh, wow. And that's sighted. So, sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. There were 20, oh, 23 total storm-related deaths in western New York. With five more in northern New York. Wow. I, I've i never heard of this blizzard. But I I'm mean, also it is somewhat localized, York. definitely. Yeah, accurate. But, yeah, if you go to, I mean, they still talk about it nowadays in, in New York. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing else to talk about in western New York. Harsh. True. You either get this or you, you get uh, Lucille Ball. Oh, yeah. Those are your choices. True. Don't wait. You guys have the buffalo wings. Uh, you we know, do have that. The we buffalo's do. Wing, buffalo, buffalo's the buffalo's wings. wings. Buffalo swings. No. The buffalo's no. wings. That's worse. That's worse. Um. Oh man. Uh. Let's see what else. Uh. All right. So what weather conditions during the months leading up to the blizzard allowed the blizzard to have the impacts it did? I mean, accurate. Tautological argument is a tautological argument. Uh. In a high amplitude planetary wave pattern setup, which was very persistent from October 1976 through January 1977, and, in, and involved a ridge over western North America and a trough over eastern North America, G's planetary wave pattern learned to take no for an answer. Uh, oh, in 77, the pattern persisted with the pressure of the strong ridge over western North America being more than two standard deviations from the mean, two of them, while the strong trough 
<laughs> Strong Trough is a great band, by the way. Centered yeah. over <laughs> Eastern North. You know America. they have a washboard. Oh my gosh! Yes, Strong Trough. Mm. <laughs> you can make a standard or a stable genius joke, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Strong Trough, stable genius. <laughs> uh. Ow. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Oh, oh, it did. It did actually affect me, quote unquote, the circulation. <laughs> That the circulation helped cause record cold for the winter over many portions of the eastern United States with the Ohio Valley averaging more than eight degrees Fahrenheit below normal. Um, I mean, I guess that's the worst that happened here. Oh, oh, just in case you needed to know, the severe weather winter was not limited to the northeastern United States and snow was observed in Miami, Florida. On January 20th, and snow mixed with rain occurred in the Bahamas. That's cited. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, all right, fine. That You guys had it terrible. That's awful. So um, what had made it worse is that it had already snowed a really good amount in the weeks leading up to this. Okay. So, so there was, was already snow on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so and then, it was like a, it was a pretty snowy winter already? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh Poor, poor Erie, which is southwest of Buffalo and got hit a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They got, oh man, what was it? 60, 60 inches in 24 hours, or 48 hours. Wow. They got five feet of snow in two days recently. That, that's astounding. But uh, on the, the Friday morning of the blizzard, Erie got hit as well. Uh Actually, see here, between 7 and 8 a.m., Columbus, Ohio reported similar situations. Toledo and Cleveland, Ohio, as well as Erie, Pennsylvania, were also strongly hit by the cold front. The National Weather Service office in Erie warned travel might be disastrous, and there were more than 500 accidents there that morning. Mm. Just from whiteouts and deteriorating conditions. Wow. But here's, here's like, the the God-level sort of... um, phenomenon that this weather was right uh, so on friday morning observers on the 16th floor of the m&t bank building in buffalo watched as a gray wall covered the city it appeared white as it came closer a blast of wind hit the building that caused the floor to move and the glass window to creak and then the wall of white enveloped the building what yeah that's, that's like cinematic yeah I was just going to say, I, I thought you, I was going to make a joke about it being mm-hmm. like the day after tomorrow type cinematic thing. But that, that yes, that's mm-hmm. actually that. That's really terrifying. Yeah. I, I do badly in snowstorms anyway. I don't know so, if I would have been all right. Yeah. And so they had, they had tried to prepare for this. Mm. Uh, so the day before, the governor of New York decided to use the National Guard and the New York State Department of Transportation to help clean up snow in the city of Buffalo. Not knowing a blizzard would hit, some equipment had arrived in Buffalo while the National Guard was not yet mobilized, but a meeting was being held at the Buffalo City Garage that morning to coordinate the efforts. Before the meeting finished, Buffalo City plows started to return to the garage due to a lack of visibility. They reported they were unable to see even their own plow blades. Wow! By 11.30, most workers in the city had been released early, but few made it home. At 11.35, lightning was seen in the darkening sky. So 11.35 in the morning. That, wow, that mm-hmm. definitely would have looked like the end of the world to me. Mm-hmm. Holy um, cow. Oh my gosh, I don't even, that's incredible. I'm amazed and glad that as many people 
like the death total was as low as that. And I don't mean to be glib about that. That's that sounds terrifying and terrible. So yeah, oof. I I understand why people talk about it still. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I'm going to move on from this page. Um, oh, there's only one route that I can think of from this to Guy Fieri. I'm not proud of it, but <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. I I'm just going to click Buffalo. There you go. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm lo- I'm looking through this for links. Um. I'm going to click on Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That's an, in- that's an interesting choice. Sky, I, I kind of see where you're going with it. I did. I will tell James you, Buffett. I will yeah. tell you that I almost, I, I came very close. I'm like, am I going to do it? Is this going to be the time? Is this going to be the time? The day that I click on Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I just want to say a little bit more about the day that the storm hit. Please. So, you know, you know, we we all know based on where we live that that wind chill is a significant thing. Like it can get, it can make a cold day feel a lot colder. Mm-hmm. So the strength of the winds during this blizzard made the wind chill at times negative sixty. Wow! I and how is that possible? Were, people were getting knocked down in the streets by the wind. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, police were were pulling people into buildings. Uh, people were trying to get up. Uh, people formed human chains from the Memorial Auditorium, which is where the Sabers used to play, to people stranded in cars so the motorists would not get lost trying to find the shelter. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Good for, the, good for them. Uh, but yeah, um, there was a fire, and a fire during the blizzard. Uh, and of course, they couldn't really fight it very well because everything it, was frozen. There's a blizzard, yes. Yep. So uh, how did hold homes, on? Fifty people were left homeless. Oh my gosh, it was bad. It sounds awful. Oh, and it wow. just makes me thankful that you know we complain about how cold it is and stuff sometimes. Well, now and I feel bad for complaining. Jeez, don't feel bad for complaining. Um. Now I, I feel bad that you feel bad for complaining. Ah, uh, well, being a Midwesterner, I feel bad that you feel bad that I feel bad. It's not oh, your fault. Geez. We haven't even gotten Canada involved. We can do this all day, Tim. Mm. I can feel worse than you. Believe me. <laughs> don't make me. Don't make me show you how bad I can feel. Yep. All right. So we're going to Buffalo, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's and and a, did you decide, Sky, to go with you? You're going with Jimmy Buffett, confirmed. Yeah. Jimmy All right, Buff, Jimmy Buffett, Mr. James it. Buffett. What is? Does he really go by James at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, his name is James. Buffett. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. James William Jameson Buffett. Beauregard Buffett. You're kidding me. That's no, not. Yeah, I am. I'm totally kidding. You. Oh, whew. that was going to be too perfect. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So Buffalo is a city in New York. Uh, it's the second largest city. What? Oh, okay. Sorry. I misread that first sentence. What? No, no, no. I misread that <laughs> first sentence as Buffalo is the second largest city in the U.S., period. No, End of sentence. Not, not true. true thing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but you are in the top 80, the top 100. Uh, oh. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, yeah. Uh, Buffalo is the second largest city in the U.S. state of New York, which is a weird way to say that. Thanks, Wikipedia. And the 81st most populous city in the United States. 
As of July 2016, the population was 256,902, a slight decrease from the 2010 census. I really want to know what the slight decrease is. Like, is it like five people or is it like thousands? Because that's that's relative, you know? Um, It's a principal municipality of the Buffalo Niagara Falls metropolitan area. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Services as county seat of Erie County. Uh, according to this, which has to have been written by someone uh, from their from their government, a city the city is also a major gateway for commerce and travel at the Canada United States border, forming part of the binational Buffalo Niagara region. Um, okay, so there's only two things that I want to talk about as far as Buffalo goes. <clears throat> One, its etymology. The city of Buffalo received its name. Possibly from a, a the yeah from a nearby it, creek called Buffalo Creek. Oh, I always just thought it was named after the wings. But <laughs> it's a chick. Which came first, the chicken wing <laughs> or the or the city? Mm-hmm. Um, British military engineer Captain John Montressor uh, made reference to Buffalo Creek in his 1764 journal, which may be the earliest recorded appearance of the name that's cited. And then there are several to take this one step deeper or to Buffaloception this. Uh, there are several theories regarding how Buffalo Creek received its name. Th- that sentence that the one that I just quoted has three citations like that. There are theories. I mean, obviously, I hope there are theories, but I don't think I need to have that cited three times. Wikipedia, I, I believe that there are theories um, while it's Whoa. possible that its name originated from the French fur traders and Native Americans calling the creek Beau Fleuve, uh, Fleuve <laughs> uh, French for... Please say that again. Beau Fleuve is how it's... How I, Beau Fleuve. Yeah. French for beautiful river. Oh. Uh, it is also possible that Buffalo Creek was named for the American buffalo <laughs> just buffalo. That's what I had always assumed. Uh, whose historical buffalo, range low, 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 low. must may have must have it may have extended into Western New York. We don't know. That sentence mm-hmm. has three citations that we don't know. They've proved a thing that we can't know. Okay. So Buffalo has several nicknames. Uh, yeah. It is the city of good neighbors. It mm. is the Queen City, the Nickel City, uh, the City of Light, uh, because it was. Um, one of the first to get wired for electricity. Uh-huh. One here that I had never heard of until now, um, but does feel appropriate, the city of no illusions. Whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> that is that is like film noir, man. Oh wow. That's a that's a friends at the table. Someone someone at them with that, like right now. It is called the city of hard knocks. Wait, so when they're saying the city of no illusions, are they just saying that the people of Buffalo are very practical? Is that what they're saying? I'm not, not sure. sure. Oh, it doesn't give it doesn't give <laughs> where that comes from. It just says that that's what people call it. Right. Is it mentioned in here anymore? No, it's not. It's just mentioned as the the nickname. Are we sure that's not not someone just no, I mean, messing I, with I've us? I've been searching it and it's no, it's it's mentioned elsewhere. You are kidding me. Mm-mm. Well, I, I guess, you know, they're going into things with both eyes open. Yep. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that at the bottom of this page, 
because someone knew that someone would that people would come here looking for this is the uh is a link to the see also for the sentence of buffalo 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 <laughs> buffalo nice and i don't really want to go into that because it's a great sentence but we don't need to uh but it does i went to the page for that sentence because there's a page on wikipedia for that sentence and someone diagrammed it and i love it uh, very good look at this mm. look at the sentence tree this is beautiful they actually broke down what all the parts of speech are and there's the participle noun in the noun and participle noun and, and verb verb part it, it's great it makes me happy um, i'm glad what sorry oh good <laughs> okay here we go here we go this is why this is where city and no illusions came comes from okay um uh, it was it was a sort of a crest designed by someone uh, that is actually in Buffalo. I hope so. Yes. Um, the local color gallery, shop, and studio now home to an eight foot table with a rare wood inlay dis- inlay top replicating City of No Illusions, arguably the best Buffalo logo ever, according to this uh, article. <laughs> the Buffalo uh, in the in the <laughs> late nineteen sixties, as a grad student in University of Buffalo's just hatched American Studies program. Um, what's this guy's name? person's name michael michael morgulis morgulis mm. was asked to use his artistic talent to help establish an identity for the new major the mural he created featured a buffalo but no slogan words came a decade later uh when morgulis the owner of a design studio uh called great arrow graphics was asked by american studies colleagues to design a t-shirt for the program the old mural image needed a clever slogan someone referred to ursula k Legin's post-apocalyptic sci-fi novel city of illusions <laughs> Quote, I said no, it should be City of No Illusions. The phrase stuck. <laughs> oh, this makes me happy too. The- when he went to work on the final design the next day, snow had begun to fall. It Aww. was late January 1977 and an epic storm was just commencing. Oh my gosh. Oh, cool. Okay. Wow. So this this t-shirt, this slogan came out at the time of... Of the blizzard. That's why it stuck so much. That's beautiful. It's like, yeah, no illusions here. <laughs> nope, we know what we got into. Yep. Uh, just, just as a, just as a side note, I want to clear with both of you. I guess I have to because you guys are actually from New York. But is it cool if we say that 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 he designed a buffalo logo? Is that a is that okay? Mm. Mm. Come on, Sky. I, you know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair tough but fair um the one okay so i'm going to move on uh i mean i think we all know where i'm going uh but yeah the culture under culture for buffalo uh buffalo's cuisine uh, encompasses <laughs> a I, I just like that it has that highlighted because they under linked culture for buffalo cuisine <laughs> harsh Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have restaurants. Ta-da. Um, according to this, in 19, uh, 19, yeah, in 2015, the National Geographic Society ranked Buffalo. Sky, I'm actually just going to ask you. On the world's top right. 10 food cities, because it ranked in the top 10, what number do you think Buffalo ranked in? Uh, seventh. Third. Third. Wow. Yeah. What? Apparently. The wings are good. And yeah, they are. And well, that's what okay. I, I mean, like. there's there's some other stuff. 
We got beef on Wick. Yep, beef also, on Wick. Also, they mentioned that too. Pierogies. Actually, I can just read you the list of things that they nah. say are Well, wait, local. wait, one thing. Because oh. this, reading this reminded me that, man, I have not had this stuff in a really long time. Mm. Sky, what is a drink from Western New York that you don't uh, find anywhere else? Uh, it's like a flavor. No. It's like a flavor? Yeah. Oh, weird. That's uh, a weird flavor. Vinegar. I don't know. <laughs> no, but although I did see drinking vinegar last night at Target, and it you made have, me want to get Why? Who does not know. It was flavored. It was like peach ginger, but I'm like, you still have to put vinegar at the end of that peach ginger vinegar flavor. Yeah, no. No, uh, Loganberry. Oh. You remember Loganberry? No, Sky doesn't remember no. Loganberry. Sky doesn't Sorry. know. I've heard You're too young and innocent, Sky. <laughs> but... You're taken away from our culture at too young of an age. You don't remember your heritage. Oh, Sky's going to have, like, in 10 years, Sky's going to have a, a montage where he has to, where he just, suddenly, like, he gets the whiff of a Logan Bear and he's like, wait, no. And, and like, a, a part of his mind that he didn't even know that he had uh, memories, access, or access to those memories, like, opens up and just goes on, like, a Loganberry bender. It was created in California. <laughs> what? weird loganberry yeah. was yeah yeah but it became popular in in the western new york region for some it was accidentally created reason. in 1881 Wait, in accidentally Cruz. is this yeah, like a spider-man weird. situation by the american judge and horticulturist james harvey logan oh that makes sense oh yeah logan was unsatisfied with the existing varieties of blackberries <laughs> <laughs> trying to cross the two varieties of blackberries. <laughs> i mean who who doesn't right you're just looking at those blackberries and you're just like, man, like, is this all God could come up with? <laughs> what must that, what must that, um, that conversation have to have been like? Like, man, I really want some blackberries, but these are all just so boring. Yep. <laughs> you know what we could do? No, we, we can't. We mustn't play God. <laughs> There wasn't a lot to do in the, <laughs> the 19th century. But then it says they accidentally made it. Like, yeah. one day they well, were just like... <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm going to friggin' fix blackberries. And he put he planted two black two blackberry variations <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> two but, blackberry berries? Two blackberry berries. <laughs> and he, he happened to plant them next to plants of an old variety of red raspberry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it, they flowered and fruited together and made them... Made this Loganberry thing, and that's basically what it is. It's like a cross between a blackberry and a raspberry, <laughs> and it's delicious. I think I think I learned my favorite thing from tonight so far that mm-hmm. Loganberries were developed by because people were unsatisfied with blackberries. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a. I just caught this in the references on this page. It's it cites an article here that's titled Loganberry colon the Buffalo Drink You'll Like or Love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay, right, Kyle. So no. where, where are you going? No, no. I, now I just want to go to Loganberries because that sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Just just for reference, uh, the other I've local delicacies they mention: uh, beef on whack, uh, kielbasa, sponge candy. It says, yep. which I'm not clear what that is. It's a. Uh, it's kind of imagine a sponge. I got that part, Hello. yes. But it's not 
It's not um, spongy like a sponge, nope. but it's kind of airy like a sponge. Imagine like like a hard sponge, like that's, uh, that's not a like, sponge. Like, like what are you describing your, like, right now? Sponge candy, sponge candy is what he's trying to describe. Oh, it's like biting it into a very yes. sweet dry sponge. Yep. I, I'm looking at this now, and this it is ugh, good. Ugh. It is good. It tastes good. I'm it, not going to say it's chalky. It looks chalky. It's not chalky. Chalky is the word I would use to describe how it's this looks. Hard. <laughs> good. Good. That's great. Well, that's a thing I'm never going to try. Uh, pastry oh, no, hearts. Try it now. Now you're going to try it. Get you some of that. Going to get you some of this. Yep. I, okay. First off, I'm going to do Loganberries long before that. But we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> you could do them. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm you going to free base them like a jar. <laughs> Logan <laughs> Berry Sponge Candy. Oh, no. Uh, pastry Hearts are... Best of Buffalo Holiday Ultimate Gift Basket. Wow. <laughs> is what happens when you when you put Logan Berry Sponge Candy into Amazon. Uh, amazing. <laughs> and Haddock Fish Fries, which... What? Oh, Why? yeah. Why? Wh- Tim, clearly, you understand this better than I do. What? Why? This show is just turning into... Friggin' reminiscing. This is, this is turning into our own little uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives now. Oh no, we're becoming. Oh no, I'm just clicking. We're getting What's out of up, here. everybody? I'm in Buffalo <laughs> checking out the no, heart. I mean, of just the like even, clicking, even clicking in the Buffalo, buildings. people are hearty and have no illusions. Like no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to this place and I'm gonna eat the thing and say it's good. I'm because it's full of fat and grease and it's delicious. <laughs> Let's go see how they're making them down here in the Buffalo. <laughs> I'm going to click Buffalo Wing and just get us out of here. Thank you. Uncle Jack's been making flapjacks for 55 years. <laughs> it's a long time to be making flapjacks. Okay. James Buffett. Carl Hogan's been, <laughs> been slamming Loganberries into sponge cakes for 75 years. Sky, can I just stop you right there? And and No, not not because I want you to stop because this is beautiful and I love it. But... Because I've just realized that the only two times that I've ever heard you actually like try uh, to, to do like a uh, an actual um, like uh, voice work for a person, it's this mm. with with Guy Fieri. I don't know if that's true. And no, no, well, okay, I guess that's true. That's fair. Two of the most prominent times in my in my memory. One is Guy Fieri now, and mm. the other. Do you remember when the cake boss got <laughs> <Yes>. stuck? <laughs> Yeah, because I was a cake boss. Yes, and that was that was my favorite thing that, that happened for a very long remember, time. I don't remember what episode that was. Oh, we'll have to find it. But it was it, uh, listeners. I don't care how ba- how far back you have to go, but it's worth it. It's the best thing that we've done on the show for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I all right. I'm clicking buffalo wings and just calling it. Let's get let's keep moving. It was <laughs> it was episode fifty. Oh, to celebrate man. our fiftieth episode, we're doing the lost episode thirty and going from sandpaper to birthday cake. Kyle tells us <laughs> all about dyes and food coloring, while Sky unearths the secrets of body snatching and Cake <laughs> Boss's worst nightmare. Okay. This download link doesn't work. I'm gonna have to fix that. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's Weird. fix that before this episode goes up. All the other um, ones work. Hmm. Jimmy Jimmy Buffet, mm. Jimmy Buffett, James Buffett, Mr. He's James, American Buffett. sweetheart, American sweetheart. 
He's best known for his music, which often portrays an island escapism lifestyle. What? Together with his Coral Reefer band, which I did not know was a thing. Oh, wow. Well, Buffett nope, has nope, recorded nope. his hit songs, including Margaritaville. And come Monday, he has a devoted base of fans known as... Parrotheads. There you go. Oh, right. I knew you'd Sorry. have back. Sorry. Uh, he's also a best-selling author. And he's what? involved in t- with two restaurant chains. Yep. Um, he also has a... Uh, there's also a Margaret... I think it's called Margaritaville... Uh, like like Broadway show out right <laughs> now. Okay. Sure. It's not listed here, but I'm pretty sure it's happening. I believe you. Uh, Yeah, he did stuff. I mean, he wrote a lot of music. He started in the 1960s as a country artist, uh, but he took off in um, 1977 because his album Changes in Attitudes. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. Sure. Uh, featured the breakthrough hit Margaritaville. And is it that he really made more... though? Is it really? I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I kind of enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie. Do you really? Yeah. I mean, well, it's a pretty fun song. I'm not gonna yeah. judge you. I, it's okay. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad owned a boat, so I it's like in my genes. Oh, I uh, see. Okay. I grew up on a boat, so I, the island lifestyle calls to me. The uh, the, the Western New York island lifestyle calls yep. to you. Uh, he made far more money on touring than his albums because I think he is like one of those artists that is probably more fun to like see in person. Than I totally to buy that. To. Yeah. And to be around a group of drunk people listening to him as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Buffett began, Buffett began calling his music drunken Caribbean rock and roll <laughs> as he <laughs> says on his 1978 live album. Um, later Buffett himself and others use the term golf and Western to describe his musical style. So I guess it's kind of unique enough to have its own sure. genre. Sure. Oh my gosh. What? Sorry, I'm, I'm reading ahead. Go ahead. In 2012, a Margaritaville online game was released by <laughs> THQ for no. Facebook. No. The game was yeah. discontinued less than two years later. However, That's in great. 2016, it was announced that Buffett had partnered with Fun Plus to develop a new Margaritaville game. You can't keep it down. Oh my! I don't even. I don't know what to do with that. The life, the life calls to you. Oh, through the Facebooks. Oh, sorry. Yep. Um. There is a big eight here. Uh, before 2003, songs played at every Buffett show were known as the Big Eight. Hmm. Uh, I have heard, I can tell you what two of these songs sound like. There's Margaritaville, Come Monday, Fins, Volcano, A Pirate Looks at 40, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Why Don't We Get Drunk? (laughs) Okay, I do know that one. Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Longitudes. Mm. mm, Nope, Changes in Latitudes, (laughs) Changes in Attitudes. That's what it was called. Amazing. Yep. So that's enough about the Buffett. You know where I'm going. Enough about the Buffett. Yep. Cheeseburger. So he owned he owns two restaurant chains. Right. Mm-hmm. The Margaritaville Cafe. And then Cheeseburger in Paradise. I'm gonna click on Cheeseburger in Paradise. Good call. You, cho- you choose wisely. Sky, we're actually running um close uh well yeah, we're we're running kind of parallel lines. For mm-hmm. a, a closer reason than you might think, uh, which I will point out when I'm reading the page for Buffalo Wings. A, a buffalo wing, according to Wikipedia, in the cuisine of the United States, 
which is a thing that, that Wikipedia points out, is, oh my gosh, I can't even describe this with a straight face. All right. <clears throat> is an unbreaded chicken wing section, flat or drumette, cool. <laughs> that is generally deep fried, then coated in a sauce consisting of a vinegar-based cayenne pepper hot sauce and melted Ooh. butter prior to serving. Ah, yes. The buffalo wing was invented, according to this, in 1964 at Anchor Bar in Buffalo uh, by Teresa Bellissimo. Uh, they are generally served hot, along with celery sticks and slash or carrot sticks, either with ranch or blue cheese dressing for dipping. You're cretin if you use ranch. Whoa. Yo, oh, who's really? serving these cold? Uh, I was wondering mm-hmm. that. I was about to ask that. Yeah. I uh, mean, the, the day after you have them hot, you have them cold. What? You just heat them up. Hmm? You heat them up. No, I don't. Bad. Mm. <laughs> I feel like. Well, we lasted. We are lasted. Like, I, felt, are I like, felt legitimately admonished by that. <laughs> are, you, are you one of those people like, that is like, oh, I, don't, I don't heat up leftovers at all? Okay, I am. I, oh my gosh, really? I really. He, uh, Cold pizza is better. N- no, yeah, no. T- uh, Sky, this it is. in a microwave. No, this is a thing that is weird about me. I completely agree that it is weird. But I always, I, I have never had leftovers that I've liked warmed up more than I like them cold. Oh, man. I don't understand I, I'm it. With I'm Kyle. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I recognize that it's a weird thing, but I, I do not like warmed up leftovers almost ever. Y'all, y'all next time mm-hmm. you're going to eat a leftover, right? And you look at it and it's this dry piece of, piece of pepperoni pizza. And it's going to be amazing wings. because it's so, it's so like the sauce will just have a different bite to it because it's cold. It's <sighs> like chilled. And then it's got like the, the texture of it. it's totally different because it's cold. It's, oh, it's so good. Before mm-hmm. you go to the microwave. All right. I'm not going to go to the microwave. That's the rookie mistake. You what? go to the microwave. Okay. No. Take a swing. Take a swing. To, to your, <laughs> to your kitchen, to your kitchen sink. Uh-huh. You turn on the sink. You put your hand underneath it. I'm not right. into this so far. What? Get your hand wet. Take your hand out. <laughs> flick it at the food stuff. Do that a couple times. Are you are you performing an exorcism? That's like are exactly. you are you blessing it like a no, priest? I'm resurrecting it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. You do that two or three times. Ow. You know, get get some get some water droplets on that pizza. <laughs> you put it in the microwave. For shorter than you think you have to. And I think it's back to life. It's great. It's tasty. The thing is, you need some water in there for the microwave to really do its thing. It's science. What does that mean? Oh my gosh. For shorter than I. What does that mean? For For shorter shorter than than I think? think. So, like, how long do you think? How long do you think you should put the pizza in the microwave? I never do it. Throw me out a number. A minute. Shorter than that. Okay. <laughs> there well, you how go. Shorter. You know what? That's accurate. Good job. How short? How much shorter do you think you should do it? I I'm gonna based on the way you came back to me. I'm gonna say thirty seconds. Yeah. Good okay. job. <laughs> yep. Do it that shorter. Laying oh, down oh, in education. And if it's not done, like if it's not good, then you just. Oh. Well, sometimes they have like if you're doing pizza though. Sometimes they do have a pizza button, and that can use that can be used. <laughs> As long as you make sure you water your pizza before you put in the microwave. Water your pizza. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. You shouldn't listen to me. The other day the other day I was like, I gotta eat lunch. <laughs> and I looked in the fridge and I'm like, Oh, well, we gotta eat this pork roast. Oh. And we also should eat this hamburger steak. <laughs> so 
I put them side by side, and then I put a piece oh, of pepper jack oh, cheese over them and what? put them in the microwave. Oh my god! After sprinkling them with water. I mean, of oh, what kind of monster do you think I? Of it was course, the, it was the ultimate bachelor disgusting. Oh rule. my gosh, that anyway. makes me terror. I'm terrified by that. Oh, I do this thing where like I'm like, oh, this food's gonna go bad if I don't eat it. I better, I might as well be miserable and make it happen. Why would you, <laughs> Sky? <laughs> Sky? Last night, last night. Uh, for dinner, um, Candace wanted pizza. And so we bought some like tombstone pizzas the other day, which we never do. And so I'm cooking this tombstone pizza and you're supposed to cook it directly on the oven. <laughs> so oh my gosh. I, I'm after it's done, for some reason it like folded up like in a weird way. Because it was I'm too like, dry. I should get a spatula. No. Right? I, didn't fl- I did not flick with this with water. And so I get the spatula and I put it underneath it and I'm getting it out of the oven and it flips and molten <laughs> cheese goes all over the door of my oven onto the floor. I'm so mm. upset. Oh. But you know what? I was like, you're going to eat this damn pizza. Scott. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I wow. like took the pizza or the, the cheese and like scraped it on there. I'm like, this is going to be your, like, this is, this is how you, you make up for your mistake. Oh you're going to cook gosh. Candace a separate pizza. But Candace is like, you're not going to eat that pizza. You're going to throw that in the garbage. Oh. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is garbage pizza now. I should throw this pizza away. So that, I did. Oh my gosh. Sky, I am simultaneously proud of you and also sad. That that's just yep. oh, wow. I wow. Anyway, what do you got going on? Uh well I, I was going to tell you the story as of how they decide to okay. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna run through it quickly. They they all agree. The Buffalo Wings were invented by uh, Teresa Bellissimo, uh, who owned the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York in uh, 1964. But mm-hmm. they cannot decide what the actual story is because uh, the first version, if you imagine this like uh, with the opening uh, or with the multiple story, uh, the little uh, the little spacer from Clue, you know, like between each ending at the end of Clue. Mm-hmm. So uh, upon one one version, <clears throat> upon the unannounced late, late night arrival of their son Dominic with several of his friends from college, Teresa needed a fast and easy snack to present to her guests, which she decided was frying wings, I guess. It was then that she came up with the idea of deep frying chicken wings and tossing them in cayenne hot sauce. Uh, marketing materials for Frank's Red Hot claim that it was the hot sauce that made or that was made in the original recipe. Okay, so second second story, uh, Spacer. Uh, Dominic Bellissimo told the New Yorker in uh, 1980, it was Friday night in the bar, and since people were buying a lot of drinks, he wanted to do something nice for them at midnight when the mostly Catholic patrons would be able to meet, eat meat again. Um, and it, he said that it Makes was his sense. mother, Teresa, who came up with the idea of chicken wings. All right, so uh, third story, Spacer. There was a misdelivery of wings instead of backs and necks for making the bar's spaghetti sauce. Faced with this, and I love that they use this phrase. Wait a minute. Unex- chicken necks in the spaghetti sauce? Tim, don't think about it, Tim. Faced with this unexpected resource, which is also a great band. Uh, Frank, oh, actually, no, that's a Friends of the Table character. Unexpected resource. Uh, Frank Bellissimo says that he asked Teresa to do something with them. Just do something with them, I guess. And she decided, chicken wings. I'll revolutionize culinary delicacies in Buffalo, is what she thought. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that's, I mean, those are all of the things. Uh, but anyway, anyway, the reason that we're running concurrently or parallel to each other, Sky, is that you, you're going to uh, talk about burgers. Yes. And I'm talking about buffalo wings. And they're both, they were both the subject of different local food, uh, uh, food festivals, one of them being the National Buffalo Wing Festival and here in Akron, the uh, National Hamburger Festival, both organized by the same man, uh, one Drew Serza, who I had to interview once as part of a, as part of a, a job that I was doing. Or oh, wow. Part of. Yes. He is – he's exactly the person you would think would be the, the person who would organize two things. giant food yeah. festivals. I could see that. Hmm. The first year that they had the hamburger food fest, a hamburger festival, not hamburger food, because it's already a food. Um, he uh, arranged for there to be made a, I think it was an eleven pound hamburger. Uh, God, as no. a, as a yeah, and then have <laughs> a. Uh, he actually brought in some professional, um, oh, what are they called? Competitive eaters, um, to yeah. to do like an actual like a hamburger competitive eating challenge with yes, with all of that. So he's a guy, he's a, he's an experience is what I'm going to say. Um, wow. Nice. Yeah. Interesting dude. He's not referenced here or I would actually click him because I imagine he's probably met Guy Fieri. That's true. We've all met Guy Fieri. No, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) okay. Oh, but I, I don't know where to go at this point. Like I really thought I would have. I actually really thought that Guy Fieri would be on this page somewhere. Honestly, if I'm being honest, that Buffalo Wings are too close to Guy Fieri's heart to not be on yeah. this page. That's what his doctor says. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, what it is, Tim, is it's like an Iron Man situation where there's a, yes. there, there's a shrapnel of Buffalo Wings. <laughs> no. Very slowly working its way toward his heart, and he's he's doing this drive to keep alive, you know, it's keeping him alive, <laughs> saving the world one wing at a time. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. I just read something else that I have to share. Under the growth and popularity section, uh, uh-huh. da, 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 because of the increased cost of, in price of chicken wings and a desire by some diners for a neater eating experience, restaurants began to offer a menu item called boneless wings, sometimes marketed under the name, and, and this is cited twice, Actually, Tim, do you know it? What is, what's the what's the oh, other yes. word? Oh, wait. This isn't a word, but it's wings. <laughs> w y n g z. Oh, amazing! Amazing wings. Oh, wait. Would Guy Fieri have gone to the National Buffalo Wing Festival? <laughs> would this? What be... would Guy Fieri do? I don't. I. This is a thing <laughs> I never think about. WWGFD. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm I'm really torn because I could click on like barbecue sauce, or I could because cl- that's you know uh, Red right. Hot because he's definitely done like there's absolutely something with Red Frank's Red Hot, uh, and then bars just in general. But I know that's not good. Oh wait, uh, there's bar food. Appetizers is those are also linked. Oh, this is there's too many possibilities. You know what? I'm going to click the National Buffalo Wing Festival. Let's go there. Sure thing. Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant. Uh, it's a private restaurant. 
headquartered in Houston, Texas. There are eight of them. Wow. The closest one to me is Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the one that's closest to you. Mm, yeah. There's some in South Carolina, Maryland, and stuff. Good to know. So basically, we're gonna have to meet in Indianapolis. I mean, and go to Cheeseburger in Paradise. Could be worse. Could be worse. It's a casual dining restaurant chain. Mm. Is that um, in, wait? Is that in quotes? The way you said it made it sound like it's in quotes. No, it's oh. just linked. Okay. Uh, the first one was the Indianapolis one. So, yep. Uh huh. That's all that's here, basically. Good job. <laughs> Um, yep. I'm looking at a picture of the inside of a cheeseburger in paradise. I was going to say inside of a cheeseburger. It looks bad. (laughs) It looks bad. Yeah. Uh, Good. I'm going to click on casual dining. The cheeseburger itself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like there's a picture of a cheeseburger said to be at cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah. And it looks like something you would get out of like a vending machine. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. It might not be worth the trip. Right. Harsh. So where did you where did you say you were going? Casual dining, which took me to types of restaurant. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Uh, we're both kind of striking out, I think. I don't know. I think I'm doing, I All think right. I'm doing okay. National Buffalo Wing Festival, <laughs> of course, in Buffalo, New York. So I like specifically that national buffalo wing festival is capitalized and then the other word or the other name that they used to refer to it is wing fest which is not capitalized which leads me to believe that if you're calling it wing fest you're taking it a lot more low-key like oh yeah we're just going up to wing fest this weekend <clears throat> you know not the national buffalo wing festival mm-hmm. uh, it's a fe- it's a weekend festival held at coca-cola field in downtown buffalo new york united states again celebrating the buffalo style chicken wing the Buffalo style. Uh, the, the the festival is held on Labor Day weekend and culminates with the IFOCE sanctioned Buffalo Wing Eating Contest. Um, there's a little bit here about the event history. Uh, oh, this is not a thing that I knew from talking to Drew Serza. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is not a uh, something to be proud of. So the festival was inaugurated in 2002, founder Drew Serza, called the Wing King, in quotes, by Buffalo News. Good job, Buffalo News. Uh, was said to have modeled the event on a fictitious festival from the movie Osmosis Jones. That's cited. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to, you know, I can't do better than that on this page. That's where I'm done. Uh, they, there's not much else on this page, uh, like at all. Uh, the only the only other thing that they really list at all or talk about uh, is that is the list of champions for the U.S. Chicken Wing Eating Championship that is held there every year. Uh, among them is uh, Sonia Thomas, uh, the Black Widow, and I I think I want to click on her. I mean, she may have come into contact with Guy Fieri, possibly. <laughs> Just just looking for people who've been exposed to Guy Fieri. It's it's a surprising <clears throat> number, Tim. <laughs> That's what I'm I'm clicking on Sonia Thomas. Okay. Six degrees to <laughs> Guy Fieri. Uh this I'm at types of restaurant. There's a lot of types of restaurants. I have ethnic here, I have fast food, I have fast casual, casual dining, family style, fine dining, barbecue, uh Brasserie? Is that what that is? Brasserie? I think so. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and a bistro, buffet and smorgasbord, cafe, a cafeteria, a, ca- a coffee house, a destination restaurant, tabletop cooking, Mongolian barbecue, hmm. pub, or teppanyaki style, which is, I guess, when they cook on a big a big grill in a Japanese restaurant. Okay. I am going to click. Diner is in the sea also, but that is no good. Right? So is Greasy Spoon. And oh, that's dang. No, can't do no, it. D- diner? Oh, I mean, I guess, I'm not supposed to help you, but Diner is in the text as well. Oh, is it? But yes. it's not linked, is it? Yeah, it is. No. Is it? Yes. Oh, it's in here a bunch. I must have, I must have, must have misspelled it the first time. You just blocked yeah, out second, second paragraph. <laughs> well, great. I'm going to click on Diner. Good. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably a wise uh, a wise goal or a wise uh, move. Uh, but I really want to talk about Sonya Thomas because she sounds awesome. Uh, Sonya Thomas, also known by her nickname, The Black Widow. And I'm not kidding about this. This is on Wikipedia. Quote, the leader of the four horsemen of the esophagus, end quote. Is nice. A, I know, right? <laughs> is a top-ranked South Korean-born American competitive eater from Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, she she joined the International Federation of Competitive Eating in 2003 and quickly rose to the top of the ranks, beating competitive eaters uh, such as Ed Cookie Jarvis and Eric Booker. The 98-pound Thomas. I'm just going to go back on that for another second. 98 pounds is the number four competitive eater in the United States. The, her nickname refers to her ability to regularly defeat men four to five times her size. <laughs> This it's astounding. Um, while the size of her stomach, according to this, is only slightly larger than normal, normal her skinny build is perhaps her biggest advantage, allowing her stomach to expand more readily, since it's not surrounded by the ring of fat common in other heavy eaters. Well, there I, you go. I don't. Okay. She holds records in over twenty-five eating competitions, and in December of two thousand eight, she set. She set the world record for fruitcake eaten in 10 minutes. She's the only one who's ever tried. <laughs> uh, okay, Sky. Uh, in, on July 4th, 2005, she ate how many hot dogs in 12 minutes at Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest? 12 minutes? 12 that's, minutes. You can, that's, whoa. Hold on. Yep. How many hot dogs? I'm asking you. Okay, I'm going to think of like, okay, how many uh, hot dog a second? So I'm going to say. <laughs> hot dog like, a not, second. No, not a hot dog a second. Like, how many seconds a hot dog? <laughs> no, I'm sticking with a hot dog a second. 60 <laughs> times 12 is she ate 720 hot dogs. You're right. You got it. Good guess. <laughs> you got it in one. No, uh, uh, she, she ate 37 hot dogs in 12 minutes. I don't even know what to do with that. So that's slightly more than three hot dogs in a minute. Yeah, yes. Yes. Uh, in On August 8th, 2005, she consumed... All right, in, in 10 minutes, how many bratwurst did she eat? Uh, seven. <laughs> 35 in 10 35 minutes. 35 bratwurst, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, my gosh. And the previous record was 19.5. Uh, set by Takeru Kobayashi, the other the other professional leader that I know. I actually know three, one of whom I ran into at the at the National Hamburger Festival. Oh, nice! Like physically ran into? Uh, kind of. Yeah, he nice. he sort of bumped into me, and he he's a nice guy. Um, but yes. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, July fourth, twenty eleven. 
Uh, Thomas became the first champion of Nathan's hot dog eating contest for women, specifically for women. How many hot dogs did she eat in 10 minutes for that one? 502. Okay. It, okay, Sky. Uh, it's it's 40. She ate 40 oh. hot dogs in 10 minutes. Okay. I, so that's like four hot dogs a minute. It's astounding. It's, oh my it's okay. It's not a hot dog second. Whoa. Mm, Sky. I'm pretty sure you should not be calling her out on this. She may kill you. Um, yeah, she's apparently pretty serious about like serious about this as a uh, as like a professional sport. So yes. Oh my gosh. Th- I mean, okay, they have notes from her training and competition, and I have to read these because yes, uh, she's actually down from her original weight when she started competitive eating at 135 pounds. Her lowest weight recorded, yeah, they say 99, the up, the top of the page says 98, but whatever. Um, she only eats one very large meal a day, which takes her several hours to complete. A typical post-work meal for her would be three large order of fries, a chicken Whopper, 20 chicken tenders, and two 32-ounce soft drinks, or diet soft drinks. She does not practice eating at maximum speed for more than a two-minute period. Wow. Her, oh, oh, this is, oh, Okay. Favorite foods to eat in competitions are hard-boiled eggs, mm. oysters, and chicken wings. Um, she claims to have had remaining stomach capacity after all of her contests, except after eating the nine-pound Barrack Burger, which took her 48 minutes to finish. Oof. She ate enough oysters to set the untimed record for oyster eating after the 2005 oyster competition was officially over. I don't, I, I don't know <laughs> if hmm. I can take this. Yeah, that's out of control. Just her list of records. Oh my gosh. Uh, asparagus, 5.75 pounds of tempera deep fried asparagus spears in 10 minutes. Ugh, that's a lot. Uh, I like it too. Fruitcakes, <laughs> 4 pounds, 14 and a quarter ounces of Wegmans fruitcake in 10 minutes. Oh, you guys like gyoza, right? Or I'm probably saying that incorrectly. Gyoza? I don't even know what that is. Gyoza? It's like dumplings, right? Uh, Sky, how many do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? Oh my gosh. Me? You. Uh, I mean, gyoza second, right? Like that's... <laughs> is that our standard uh, now? <laughs> um, Probably, I'm going to say like mm, in 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say 30. She ate 206. Gosh. That's moon pies, 38 moon pies in eight minutes. I'm so glad you looked at that one next, Tim. I saw that. I had that marked out, too. And then my other favorite here is <clears throat> Turducken. <laughs> uh, seven and three quarter pounds turducken, uh, dot com Thanksgiving dinner in 12 minutes. That's, mm-hmm. excuse me, that's a lot of bird. That's, that's a, a lot of bird. That's a lot of, well, multiple birds, I guess. A lot of birds. That's a lot of birds. A lot of birds all up in there. <sighs> She's astounding and amazing. And, oh, man, I am terrified of her. Uh, but I don't know what to click now because I really thought this was going to do better for me. She never met Guy Fieri is a thing that Dang it. Wikipedia. It says right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's never met down. Guy Fieri, and it's, a, it's not linked. That's a weird thing to have on They've this never page. been in the same room together. It's strange. Well, never, are they the same person? No. Mm. No. Don't take, no. The, don't take this from not, me. 
That's not how bodies work. I'm going uh, to click the wing bowl and just call it at that. <laughs> the wing bowl. I'm at a diner. Diner is a small restaurant found primarily. No, Sky, uh, Sky, you have to do this. Do this in Guy Fieri's voice. No, not this. <laughs> no. A diner is a small restaurant found predominantly in the <laughs> northeastern United States and Midwest, as well as in other parts of the U.S., Canada, and parts of Western Europe. It offers a wide variety of foods, mostly American cuisine, a casual atmosphere, and, mm. comma, characteristically, comma, a combination of booths served by a wait staff and a long sit-down counter with direct service, and the smallest, in the smallest, simply by a cook. Up to that weird oh, oh, in the smallest, simply, yeah. So, like, a long sit-down counter with direct service, and the smallest, oh. like, in the smallest diner, like... In some of the smallest diners, simply by a cook. Like, there might just be one cook. I gotcha. If the diner's small. Okay, well then, yes. Many diners have extended hours, and some along highways and areas with significant shift work may stay open 24 hours. <laughs> uh, even today, many diners share an ar- archetypal exterior form. They kind of look like cars sometimes. <laughs> or like train cars. Uh-huh. They have like hamburgers, french fries, club sandwiches, milkshakes, pies, comfort food. A lot of it's grilled. There's meatloaf. You know how this do. Yeah. There's prefabricated diners. Um, Where all the food is As constructed. the number of seats increased, wagons gave way to prefabricated buildings made by many of the same manufacturers which had made the wagons. Classic hmm. American diners often have an exterior layer, layer of stainless steel siding to protect them from predators. Wait, what? Hold on. What is... <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again. Classic American diners often have an exterior layer of stainless steel siding. And it's it's a feature unique to diner architecture, but... Okay, okay. because I was like imagining like a Jurassic Park raptor, like... Yeah. Okay, good. All right, good. Uh, I'm going to go back a little bit to this history. Uh, A crude precursor to the diner was created in 1872 by Walter Scott, who sold food out of a horse-pulled wagon to employees (laughs) of the Providence Journal uh, in Rhode Island. Scott's Diner can be considered the first diner with walk-up service, as it had windows on each side of the wagon. Citation needed. Uh, Commercial production of such lunch wagons, and that's in quotes, began in in, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts in 1887 by Thomas Buckley. Buckley was successful and became known as, known for his White House Cafe wagons. Charles Palmer received the first patent in 1893 for the diner, which he billed as a night lunch wagon. He night built his, wagon. quote, <laughs> fancy night cafes no. and night lunch wagons in the Worcester area until 1901. Oh my just, God. just in case some people Let's go to the upset. fancy lunch cafe. I think... I think I think Worcester is pronounced Wooster. Oh, it is. Just so we oh. don't get that that angry, yeah. that angry Massachusetts. That one guy emails. No, oh, John Hodgman himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Hi, John. Hey, John. Um, Love your work. Yeah, there's a bunch of cultural significance to diners because it was in Seinfeld. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> Because of the diner that? was in Seinfeld, so it's significant. I don't know if that's hmm. I may disagree with you, Wikipedia. I often disagree with the, uh, yeah. I often disagree with you, Wikipedia. Yeah, it mentions Nighthawks here too. Oh, good. I guess that's a, I guess that's important. Also significant, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. 
Uh, man, cuisine. They've got milkshakes and stuff. You know, you know the deal. Yeah. Hamburgers. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I just control after Guy Fieri and he was not, he's not here. Um, no, whoa. What? (laughs) I was, he's, he's not here in name, but he's here in spirit. What? (laughs) In media, television series include the Food Network show Diners, Drivers, and Dives. No. I was, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, he cannot miss this. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I... Oof. There he is. There he is. The man himself. The there man, he is. The man himself. <laughs> there he is. There he is. There he is. Look how happy he is. I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. Ah. Did, did you still... I mean... You're, you still uh, you still have a page, so, Kyle. So he so that says diner. As I'm reading that, that logo says diners, drive-ins, and oives is what I'm reading. That D is absolutely an O. Sorry, oives, oives, oives. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm allergic. I've got oives. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. Uh, well. Uh, the Wing Bowl is an annual wing... Uh, no, it's not even an annual wing eating contest. An annual eating contest founded in 1993 by Philadelphia Talk Radio hosts Angelo Cataldi and Al Morganti is what I'm going to go with. The contest was first broadcast on WIP, which is fitting, I guess, as they were figuring it out. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. About 150 people attended Wing Bowl 1 held in a hotel in 1993 to see a competition between two contestants. That sounds awful. The, the, Can you imagine being part of the cleanup crew oh my gosh. of that hotel? No. No, I don't want to. You shouldn't. Yeah. Um, since, 2000, <laughs> uh, since 2000, the event is held at Philadelphia's Walgo's Far... Walgo, Wells, Walgo's Far... Yeah. Wells Fargo <laughs> Center... How did I even do that? Wells Fargo Center, where it is even where it's still broadcast live on 94 uh, WIPFM on the radio. There's currently, I, I love that Wikipedia points this out, whoever wrote this page. There's currently no television deals to broadcast the event live. Mm-hmm. However, a replay is usually shown on CW57 Comcast Sportsnet. Uh, uh, shout out to CW57 Comcast Sportsnet. Or one of the other local stations within the following week. The Wing Bowl, according to this, according to Wikipedia, now draws crowds of over 20,000. Not cited. Sorry, Wing Bowl. I'm not sure if I believe you. Hmm. Uh, All right. Let's see. There's not a lot on this page except the list of Wing Bowl champions. Uh, That's what I got. Um... Hmm. Uh, we have, I mean, <laughs> there are a bunch of weird, I mean, yeah, we have to, uh, Takeru Kobayashi on here. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's a, a Coolio is on this page somehow and wrestler Ric Flair. Yeah. Celebrity, uh, celebrities, celebrities, uh, celebrity Just celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> celebrities. TV's Ric Flair. Um, oh man, what do, uh, the Dodge Ram truck, uh, oh, there's just, cream spinach is on, okay, all right, all right, that's, oh, 
Wrong. Enjoy. What do I even click here? What can I? What can I even work with? I just I just want to don't, read don't off some of the yeah this right. list of winners from uh, the Wing Bowl and their nicknames. Mm-hmm. Carmen the Beast from the East Cordero. Kevin Heavy Kevy O'Donnell. Oh my gosh, I missed that. Glenn Fluffmaster <laughs> Garrison. <laughs> oh. Bill L. Wingador Simmons. Oh my gosh. Jonathan oh. Super Squid. That's in quotes. <laughs> yes. Bob Notorious B.O.B. No. Shout. Oh, Why? Right. I'm not going to worry about it too much. Um, I'm going to click... Um, Let's click uh, Ric Flair for the fun of it. <laughs> okay. Because t- Sky's got this locked down. He does have this locked down. <sighs> Drive-ins, divers, and drives. <laughs> divers and drives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much I'll different show. I have a nickname, show. Triple Durr. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Oh, oh man, I didn't mean to get. I didn't mean to make the, the episode title, but I think I just did. Yeah, you, <laughs> good. Oh, diners, drivers, and dives. Often nicknamed Triple Triple D. <laughs> Are you drunk? So did you I have did to have drink a to get through this one? Stomach. And I definitely got buzzed, but it's worn off now. I can't even like. This was. <laughs> I drank oh, a beer, oh. got buzzed, and then watched Korean dramas about food. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, it's an American food reality television series. Some of that is true, yes. It's hosted by Guy Fieri. The show originally became, uh, began as a one-off special that aired in November 6, 2006, but then they were like, America's trash people. Let's give them <laughs> oh, this no. food. Trash. Oh. oh my gosh. Oh, the guest appearances list. Oh no. The show features a road trip concept similar to roast, to road tasted. Ga- Gadias? What Gadias? Is- oh. Giadas. Giadas? Oh, that's G- the Giada lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekend getaways and $40 a day. Oh, my um, gosh. Fieri travels all around the world looking at various diners, <laughs> driving <laughs> restaurants and dining <laughs> What? Oh, just imagine him pulling up in his convertible and, like, putting his hands on his hips and just staring at the building. <laughs> yeah, like this... <laughs> <laughs> like what you're doing with this this asphalt here on the road. <laughs> it really accents the bricks. The corrugated metal shell. <laughs> he doesn't even say anything. He just stares at it. <laughs> then he just gets back in the car. Oh, you gotta you gotta you gotta put that sign up to show people that you're open? Yeah. Ah, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, each episode generally has a unifying theme, parentheses, such as burgers or comfort <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a theme. <laughs> Junk you're going to stick in your mouth. Like, come on. <laughs> the program focuses on small independent eateries featuring traditional American style, sometimes Canadian cuisine, such as barbecue, smoked meat, hamburgers, deep fried food, Those are pizza, all American steak, food. and bacon and egg breakfast, oh. regional styles, or ethnic specialties. Oh. oh my gosh. Most often, the chosen restaurants use fresh ingredients, home style recipes, and gourmet culinary approaches to what is usually not considered gourmet food. 
The host interacts with both customers to get their opinion on the food and with the chick and with the chicken staff, with the kitchen <laughs> staff, who demonstrate how to prepare one or more of the dishes. I'm just imagining a bunch of little chickens in like the little diner hat and he and Guy Fieri just comes up, he's like, What do you guys think of of these wings? And the chicken's like, burp, 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 burp. You're like <laughs> The show mm. has had guest stars. Period. Guest and, appearances. Oh, including Matthew McConaughey. No. Gene Hackman. What? Kid Rock. Well, yeah, I believe that. Chris Rock. Both forms of rock. (laughs) Adam Sandler. Igneous Rock, no. Gene Simmons. Rosie O'Donnell. Some of these I believe more than others. Kevin James. Yeah, absolutely believe that one. And Steve Harwell. Mm. Do you know who Steve Harwell is? No. Mm Mm-mm. Lead singer of Smash Mouth. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Wait. Are Wait, they man, the same person? Wait, that's not Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. That those are okay. the same person. YouTube Smash Mouth Guy Fieri. <laughs> like, right. I have to see this right now. I'm very sorry. I know we're an auditory podcast. No, that's probably um, true. Smash Mouth eats the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it is this a real thing? Are you Yes. Oh my gosh. What what I don't think this is the episode. Alright. But he's eating eggs with Guy Fieri. Okay, I'm just gonna click this. Smash mouth eats the <laughs> eggs. Ooh. It is he is nice. eating the eggs. <laughs> Alright, let's see. <clears throat> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to narrate this, please. I'm gonna narrate this. He says, stand back for a second. This is Guy Fieri. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have all joined together to see this man. He has rocked us. He has thrilled us. He has entertained us. But now, I do think what would really be interesting, do you want them to be raw or cooked? People what? yell raw and cooked. Raw. Oh, a lot of hands up. Cooked. Oh, not so. not a great showing. Amazing. <clears throat> This is a long episode. This is kind of hard to do. And for some reason, there's there is a San Jose, the San Jose shark mascot. I saw that. It's very confusing. All right, where are the? I want to get to the actual eggs. That's the problem. And he's cooking eggs, but I don't understand. (laughs) He is cooking the eggs. I'm seven minutes in, Mm -hmm. and he is. No, wait. Those are the first eggs I'm seeing in crack. Oh my gosh! This shark is like leaning in to be like. Looking yeah. at the eggs. Oh my gosh, I am at 12. Go to 1218 right now. 1218? They're just chanting, eat the eggs, <laughs> eat the eggs. All right, I'm just about there. 1218. Oh, it's. And now Sweet Home Alabama there, is playing. No, no, I'm hearing the Rocky theme because eggs. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Eat the eggs, eat the eggs. There's a lot of cheese on those eggs. That's more cheese. Well, I mean, this is Guy Fieri, Tim. I think you're saying, oh my gosh, they're Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my gosh, they're playing. What's happening? They're playing the eggs. They're playing All Stars. He's eating this omelet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it didn't really come to this. All right. Everyone in the... Oh, they're all losing their shit. Oh, this my gosh. so good. Oh, there's some tomatoes. How'd them get in there? Oh, my gosh. Out of control. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I just like how the, the, the shark mascot sitting in the background 
but because of the way yeah. the mask is set, it's he it looks like he's like his jaw is hanging open. Like he's just astounded at what's what he's witnessing. Like this shark, this shark cannot believe this. He's like, I'm a humanoid anth- anthropomorphic shark that plays hockey, and this is too much for me. Huh. I'm mm. losing my mind over here. <laughs> All right, I'm about um, to get the Smash Mouth. Uh, there we go. There, there it we is. Go. There it is. Amazing. I'm gonna click on Guy Fieri. I forgot that we actually have to talk oh, about yeah, this. I'm sorry. We have yes. to. There, we had a game to play. Whew. Oof. Did you want to say anything about no? I don't want whatever to talk is about not Mike Guy Fieri. Fieri. Yes, no. Let's go to Guy Fieri okay. right now. Guy Fieri. Oh my porn. gosh. Yeah. Yes. No. No. Really. What? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. What? No. Oh, his name is Guy Fairy. No, it's not. It is. R-R-Y. No, you're, you're making Guy no Ramsey Fairy. And I'm not being that, I'm not. No. Like, I, trust me, I'm not being, I'm not making fun of it that way. No. No, it's just. Just the it's, fact that he made, <laughs> he went from. He tried to make his name fancy by making it Fieri. Oh my. Fairy. Well, well, very no, good. actually. To be honest, like you read down a little bit more. Oh my gosh! His family's name used to be Fieri. Oh no! Oh, when they so traveled over, the when they immigrated, it got you know they shifted it to Fairy. Oh no! To make it easier, oh. and then he wanted to change it back to his old. So that's Stephen. That's good. He gets credit for that. Absolutely. Guy Fieri is our fault. He's from Ohio. <laughs> I mean yeah. Columbus. I can I can imagine the look that he's get like giving you right. He now. actually the, just the thing- shook his head and went back to the game he's playing. The Fair thing enough. I love most that I've, I've read so far is during high school, he was a foreign exchange student to France, where he developed his interest in food and cooking. <laughs> he, he brought back all of France's, you know, stuff on burgers. and. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I did not know he was from Columbus. Look, we make fun of him a lot, but I'm sure he's done a lot for food. I, whoa, okay. Sure. Like, really greasy food. I I I'm certain that he's probably made some live some people's lives better. So I'm going to give him that, and that's where I'm going to stop. Oh. In in 2009, uh, Fieri began touring with the Guy Fieri Roadshow, a multi-state food tour that featured some of his fellow Food Network personalities. He also appears in regional Food Network events such as the Atlantic City Food and Wine Festival and the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, where he officiated 101 gay weddings. Oh, I forgot about this. That's that's true. I heard about that. Huh. I, mm. I I guess he can officiate weddings, too. I, I'm i going to say that, he, you know, he's... Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Um. So, as you might know, he, he had hosted the game show uh, Minute to Win Minute It. Minute to Win It, yeah. Premiered in March 2010 and aired for two seasons. So that was a game, like, the games that they had on there were, like, Get the ball into a cup. Correct. And right. stack marshmallows. Uh-huh. On Eat May 13th, 2012, on, on May 13th, 2012, NBC announced that the game show would not be renewed for a third season, citing high production costs and low ratings. Amazing. Amazing. Right. I mean. Couldn't. Those, those packs of marshmallows, that's, that's expensive that's too stuff. Much. Too much. Too much. Oh, my god. I wonder gosh. if too many people were winning. That's- They're like, well, we have to keep paying out because I- this guy. This guy nudged an Oreo from his nose to his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Not touching it. 
We thought it was impossible. But it can't be done. <laughs> Guy, you said it was impossible. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> he pulled it off. Guy's grocery game? I just got to that. I got Guy's grocery game. Guy's grocery. I've actually seen this. You Guy's grocery games is a little bit like Supermarket Sweep. Uh, how did it how did it fail? Except except the people when they get the stuff at the end, they only have a little bit to, you know, go inside the supermarket and get some stuff. Then they have to make something with it. Oh. oh that's how it failed. Um uh, can I just point out that the uh, the supermarket grocery store that they hold the guy, uh, the guy's grocery games in, uh, according to Wikipedia, is called the Flavortown Market. Of course it is. So there you go. Very good. You know what, man? You know what? As much as I, I, I will give, the, I will give him that he is a master of his own marketing. He knows what he is about. He knows what he is. You know what? I'll give it. I'll give him that. I mean, he did do that thing with Smash Mouth. He knows what's going on. Like, he Absolutely. knows what's happening yes. to him. Fieri receives the key of the city <laughs> of Ferndale from the Ferndale Council at the special council meeting. Okay, oh, that, man. That sounds like there's a, just these group sunny. of balding white guys yeah. on a podium, and he, there's Guy Fieri in jeans. This, it's very good. This is absolutely a part of a uh, It's always, always Sunny in Philadelphia episode, right? What that picture is a scene from an episode of that. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So, guys, grocery yeah. games. Oh, no. Season one was shot inside oh, no. an actual grocery store. Okay. Hills Market in West Hills, California. Without for permission. Season, <laughs> for season two, the market was built in a 15,500 uh, square foot warehouse in Santa Rosa, California. It was built over two weeks and stocked with over $700,000 of food. Wow. After each episode, the perishable items are donated to local food banks and local farmers. Oh, no, that's great. Non-perishable items are being kept in the event. Food Network ordered another season beyond season three. Okay, that's a little weird. Which, uh, <sighs> I mean, it's still, it's still going. It has not been canceled yet. I, I'm done with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> huh. Guy Fieri, uh, the New York Times in 2010, said that he brought an element of rowdy mass market culture to American tele- food television. Did he bring it, time. or did he that is, did he mm, ride that wave? I think I think he brought it in the te- on the like the Food Network. Mm, you know what I mean? Okay, all right. I think Iron Chef might have set oh, up. Oh no! You know, I think that Iron Chef set up the dominoes. Oh no! And Guy Fieri, he knocked him down. Guy Fieri came so in and just kicked them all over, and was like, "This is yeah. my town now. This is flavor." His town. prime time shows attract more male viewers than any other in the on the network. I mean, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Let me see these grease piles. <laughs> Show me the grease piles around the country. <laughs> oh, I think I'm good. I think I've talked about Guy Fieri oh, enough. How about man. you guys? Oh, I, yeah. No, I'm, like I'm starting to feel sick. I think we're good. <laughs> oh, nice work, Guy. Yeah, good work, Guy. And thank you for joining us tonight as we went from a natural disaster to Guy Fieri. Uh, if you would like to uh, listen to more of our podcast, uh, we are at wskbcast.blogspot.com. We're also on uh, iTunes or wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Search for We Should Know Better. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at wskbcast. Uh, anything else that you guys would like to uh, to bring up or mention? Uh, the only thing that I want to mention is that after talking about all this, I'm going to go eat a red bean bun that that Steven got me because it's because they're delicious and I love them and they're much better than anything that is on that show that guy fear. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's a new year, 2018. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy new, new Year. year. We're still doing this. <laughs> it's almost it's like three and a half years. I don't know how. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>